Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine, fine Saturday matinee to you all. I'm here, Pete Wright, and I'm here with Mandy Kaplan. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Pete. And Steve Sarmento is also present. Good morning, Mr. Wright. It's a red-letter day, uh, both of you. Uh, it is a red-letter day for this fair show. This fair show where uh, we, the Next Real team, come together and talk about news and trailers and all our weekly challenges and lists and games and things. Red-letter day, I tell you, because this day marks episode 200 of the Saturday matinee. 200 times we've done this thing. Do you have a slight Irish accent all of a sudden? <laughs> that always happens. It happens every Saturday matinee. It's it, him or Andy. There's always yeah. Irishness. Red letter and Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, no, it, yes. it does. Okay. It, it should be a red. It it should it be a red number day, not a red letter day. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to go to restaurants that are anything other than like straight American food <laughs> because there's a chance I'll fade uh, in. Offend to everybody. A, offend a truly offensive accent. I can't. I can't help wow. it. I don't know genetic. Wow. Yeah. That happens. 200. What do you think about that? 200 episodes of this ridiculous show. Incredible. That's what? Almost four That's years? fun. Four years of this nonsense yeah. every week? Yeah. Nonsense. This is yeah. the most important thing I do. 
outstanding. This is life-changing material. That's right. That is this true. is good stuff. This is such good stuff. And it, it is the time uh, for us to talk a little bit about what we're watching. What do you guys got going on uh, on your uh, viewing lives? Now, Mandy, I know you just came in hot. You're up. Your, your uh, ire is up right now about something, which indicates maybe you don't have time to watch anything right now. Not true. We are watching a bunch of stuff. Um, oh, well, only murders in the building, but that's been discussed. It has been discussed. But can I just tell you, I only just discovered it this week and I love it so much. Oh, we love it. That yeah. was like a sting. Wait, sting. Oh, Steve. I just. What's with the snarky I, smile? No, it's just Martin Short is just a. <gasps> oh, I heard no. you say that last week and yeah, I, meant to I, be mad. I meant to be mad at you. Can uh, we start yeah, over? Sure. Me too. Where really I'm mad at me for not. Really yeah. mad I, at I enjoy Martin Short in small amounts. He is a national treasure and you're wrong. Yeah, I bartended a party for him once. He was so <gasps> kind and generous and lovely and treated everybody that was working the party like family. He was incredible. I, I just, and I've met him several other times. He's, Steve, you're wrong. Did he say, Mandy, you're the fourth amigo. I'm sure he is a wonderful human being. His persona is just at 12 all the time and I just can't <laughs> take it sometimes. Well, so is mine. It goes so back to it why. goes back to the SNL days. I was just there were some things I just was like, he's too much for me. I love Steve Not a Martin. Very strong swimmer. Yeah, it, <laughs> that is a classic. <laughs> I know you. I, I know, know you. you. Yeah. No, you're not mad at him. You're disappointing. Um, yes. I I think that it is fantastic. Uh, uh, Selena Gomez is amazing. I was worried a little bit that with oh, both of those oh, men yeah, at their respective levels, that yeah. she would not be able. To, she's perfect. She's perfect. And she's got this real small mouth thing going on that she's doing. Do you notice that? She just doesn't move her her jaws at all. And she's very, it makes her very severe. And I'm, uh, I'm quite, I'm here for it. I'm quite a fan. Okay. It's called acting. Yes. I, I've never seen her in anything else, so I don't know if it's oh, acting. I'm, I'm oh, a little concerned that she's you just dig, heavily medicated and, Dig into you know, the Disney Channel flat. archives. She was on, what was the Disney <laughs> Wizard show? Of Wizards Place, of Wizards of Waverly Place. There you go. Yeah. 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 Check it out. Okay. Yeah. Settled science. All right. What else are you watching? Because we've talked about that. Well, we just started Ted Lasso and we watched <gasps> the first morning show last night. You just started Ted La the second just season. Oh, we okay. waited so that we could like yeah. yes. inhale yes, it all. Exactly. So we're in a good place here. Let me just say this because I want to I want to head off any potential controversy. Uh, you have seen the Star Wars movies, right? Star Wars: A New Hope, then The Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> and then Return of the Jedi. There's three of those them. Three. And I saw it, those three. Okay. Those are this season three. of Ted Lasso is The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. okay, are you with me? It's the Empire yeah. Strikes Back, and I have that from Jason Sudeikis himself. Okay. Not that he was over here, but I saw an interview, and he said, "They yes, what's what's going on with this season?" He says, "Well, it's the Empire Strikes Back. You got to go to into your cave and meet your little green man, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't always feel good." So that's, true. that's what this season is. Okay, and I've had to confront that. It makes Next me season. Leah will be in the gold bikini, and we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah right? yes. exactly. Yeah, exactly. There will okay. be. <laughs> gold Pizza the hut. No, it'll be Jamie Tart running around in a gold uh, speedo is what we'll probably get in the third season. Okay, I'll take that too. Yeah, he's in a, Speaking of international treasure, Brett Goldstein, fantastic. Oh, okay, yes. so talented. so much good stuff coming on coming out of that show. Okay. Uh, uh, Steve, what do you got going on? Uh, what have I? I finished up Shadow and Bone, which was all right. You know, I it had its ups and downs and, and lulls. My wife read the books and said, this is nothing like that. They completely reconceived this whole thing. And it's, you know, that, you know, YA fantasy thing. And it, it was all right. And, you know, but we're trekking through. So actually got sucked into my trash TV. So we started, I may oh. have mentioned this on the show before, because we did start Below Decks Mediterranean because oh. season two, they were in Croatia and we were like, that's where we were last year. So then we got sucked in. We're now in season six. They're back in Croatia. He is doing the, I don't know what Below Deck face is. And that's, <laughs> that's what this face is. So they're in no, Croatia. Don't pretend. Season, Who are they and what are they doing? So it's, I don't, I honest to God, I don't know what you're talking you about. Garbage. It is, it is complete I, entertaining <laughs> garbage. So it's a reality show where they follow the crew of a chartered boat and they're in different, you know, parts of, you know, the Mediterranean. And basically you get to see them deal with crazy guests and all the, the interpersonal drama of being in confined quarters on a boat with people that you don't get along with all the time. So it's just that, you know, 
binge-worthy trash TV, but you get beautiful scenery. They're going to go on an excursion. You get to see all these wonderful places to go visit if you're ever out there. And they've got some they've got some great personalities on the show. So it's our mindless and you know late night. We're done. Can't think about anything. Don't want to put it on and just. This judgment, Steve, is coming from a person who watches The Housewives, oh. <laughs> which are better than no, Below Yes, yes, yes. It's all garbage. It is all garbage. It is. It's all garbage. It is all garbage. And then yeah. uh, what else have I got, you know, to, to counteract that, to balance that out? Uh, we are just... Uh, we, we took a hiatus for a while and we're getting going on Umbrella Academy season two uh, for that. And I just watched Netflix drop yesterday their little trailer of what's coming next month in October. So I'm very excited for Lock and Key season two. So I figured if well, by the time I finish Umbrella Academy, I'll be set for season two of Lock and Key and I'll get that. And didn't see anything about Stranger Things. So I don't know if that is ever going to materialize from Netflix, but... Yeah, it was, uh, I, I was just reading a piece. It was a, a criticism of Evan Hansen, the movie, mm. uh, because they're, you know, the reviews are starting to come out, the people who've seen it, and they're saying, you know, I, I wasn't bothered by this in the trailer, but seeing the movie, Ben Platt really is like 30 years yeah. old, and they did not up-age up any of the high school students. <laughs> they're all like 18 to 20, and you can tell. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, I, too, was not bothered by it in the trailer, but it makes me a little bit leery that that is uh, potentially an issue. And uh, Stranger Things was also dropped in the same piece yeah. as a, a major criticism that these kids who the, the scope of the show is so much shorter than the scale of their actual production lives, and they're now they're now grown up people. And, Stranger uh, Things, the college years. It's, yes, yes, right. That's we, what need we need to, to do. Yes, yeah, we do yeah, for sure. I have an in with Professor Lasky. All right, <laughs> outstanding. Hey, yeah. I got to tell you something um, that what that became important to me uh, this week. We watched the uh, the last season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Are you Brooklyn Nine Nine fans? Either of you, yeah, do you care? I've My husband seen a few episodes. It. Yeah, I, it makes me laugh sometimes. I, you know, it's a harmless one, but I don't make it. It is a harmless one, but like, let me tell you, the the last season it was it was an abbreviated season. They didn't get a full run, but I think it it goes down for us as one of the really good ways to wrap up uh, a sitcom. They just nailed it. They it was full of heart, it was full of nostalgia, but just the right kind of nostalgia. And uh you know, my son and I at the end, we looked at each other and we were both kind of oh, a little bit a little bit weepy. <laughs> I mean, it was it was you feel like I'm going to miss these people. And uh it they it was it was handled just mm, perfectly. So if you have been a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan, if you've I mean, they've had a crazy schedule, especially with COVID, like there's very long breaks between seasons. Uh, season eight dropped. It's a quick watch. And uh, I think they did it really well. It's a different season because they came back intentionally ready to deal with things specifically like police violence and police reform. And that's hard to do in yeah. a 20 minute yeah, you know, uh, situational. And so I, I think they did it well. It feels heavy handed, like the first couple of episodes feel really like notably different and weighty. But by the time you get to the end, you realize uh, that that they they have an arc and uh, they they were still able to give, you know, just enough levity to a very serious subject through, you know, name of your first sex tape jokes that still play like things that that really work. And uh, so and then at the end, did Andy Samberg wake up and it was all a dream? Thank God he did not. No, he woke uh, up and he was in a really snow globe. Didn't. It all took place in a yeah. snow globe. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> now, Pete, is this <laughs> is this a they actually finished the show or is this a it got canceled and then in two years we're going to see it showing up on Netflix again because Netflix seems to be the place that is scooping up buying up old stuff of old stuff it, that and then apparently doing a pretty decent job with with some of them. I, I would have a hard time believing that. Okay. I think this is a this it's, is a it uh, feels done. the cast yeah. is broken up. Got like it. the mm -hmm. the crew of the nine nine, like the 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 staff is they've gone in different directions, and all of those directions feel good and feel right. And uh, so, new captain, new team, um, great way to end it. So okay. that that's it. Nine nine right. nine nine. That's it. All right. Should we should we do? 
trailers? Sure. Okay. Oh, good. I'm glad you're all in agreement. Steve, you came in with an A24. I picked my trailer like six weeks ago. I know. And you scooped me with an A24. Well, that's what you get when you, you know, don't wait to see what A24 is going to drop. And then well the, it, played. And I know if Andy were here, he'd be like, well, technically it's a teaser. It's not really a trailer. And I'd be like, yes. Do you hear the ghost of Andy? I do hear the ghost of Andy. But I will say on YouTube, a Apple Plus, TV Plus, and A24 both listed as the Tragedy of Macbeth official trailer. It isn't labeled as teaser. It is labeled as trailer. Pricking of my thumbs. Something wicked this way comes. What I found, the one reason I didn't want to pick this is this is the first film that is solely Joel Cohen. He is Ethan is not involved in this production. He's off doing things on stage. And so this is the first time Joel's done this on his own. And the question is, are they ever going to work together again? Is this just a one-time thing? Nobody knows, but we will see what Joel can do bringing Shakespeare to the screen, black and white in all its glory with an amazing cast. And it comes just in time for Christmas. So what more could you ask for? Shakespeare, Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, everything. It was a gorgeous trailer. I'm hoping this is all they do because honestly, you don't need a full trailer. Everybody knows the story of Macbeth. I didn't need more than what I got in this little teaser to just give me, uh, to whet my appetite for just this amazing visual spectacle that Joel is going to bring to us. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Uh, I, I I mean, it's, I find it mesmerizing. And come on, Denzel, yes. I'll take it. I'll take it. And now the, it is listed as written by Joel Cohen. Did we find that strange? Wasn't it written by William Shakespeare? So I guess you get a, whatever adaptations he's going to do, because the runtime is only an hour 45. So clearly it's not oh, the full perfect. thing. So, you know, you've got to you've got to, you know, <laughs> excise some of the, the fat out of Shakespeare, I guess. I it's don't like know. the sports center yes. of, yeah. of Shakespeare. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, exactly. that That's is right. my speed. I got to tell you, you're not a Shakespeare person. I am. I, I mean, I've I've done a ton of it. Because mm-hmm. I'm a classy as actress. As you do. You're so classy. As I, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I am a Shakespeare person, but I'm not a three plus hour Shakespeare person. Yeah. So I mean, there's It'll limits. be nice to, you know, yes. keep it moving. Exactly. Having just watched Safe House last week oh. uh, with Ryan Reynolds and, and Denzel, Denzel is just <laughs> really punching below his, his weight class there in that movie. But it was, it was really fun. But it's like, you, you know, and I think he's on the record after. Beale Street of saying, like, I do these kinds of movies, safe house movies, so that I can make Macbeth, right. so that yes. I can make, you know, do these other kinds of movies. And I, so these are the ones that I'm most interested just to see, like, if, if these are really your pleasure picks, like, let's see how you do. Exactly. So I love it. Yes. Big fan. I've got, uh, I bring uh, a Guillermo del Toro directed feature, uh, and um, I, it looks pretty great. Mostly because Bradley Cooper's in it, and he and I are best friends who have never met. I bring you Nightmare Alley. Step right up and behold one of the unexplained mysteries of the universe. Is he man or beast? This creature has been examined by the foremost scientists and pronounced unequivocally a man. I am prepared to offer you folks one last chance to witness this supreme oddity. Where did it come from? Begotten by the same lust and threat that got us all walking on this earth, but gone wrong somehow in maternal wombs. Not fit for living. 
you you had me at nightmare circus. Uh, I think it looks terrific. Uh, it is the uh, the story of an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people and a few well chosen word hooks well chosen words. Uh, he hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. That's what IMDb says. Uh, what I say is, my goodness, Rooney Mara and Paul Anderson and Kate Blanchett and Willem Dafoe and Mary Steenburgen, uh, Tony Collette, Ron. Perlman, the original Carney, uh, David Strathairn, uh, Holt McElhaney, I, Tim Blake Nelson. Come on. It practically is a Coen Brothers movie. Uh, yes. It looks uh, just I, I love the setting of it. I think it looks terrific. Um, and uh, Guillermo del Toro shares screen credit uh, with William uh, Lindsay, who wrote the novel on which it is based, and Kim Morgan. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of here for it. What do you guys think? I'm all in for this because I I love Del Toro's work, but I feel like he has trouble distancing himself from his own scripts. So the fact that this is he's working from either the novel. I don't know if he's using any of the material from the 1947 film or if he's just going straight back to the novel uh, for, for this. But that gives me great hope in the fact that he can focus on what is the material that is there in bringing that to the screen with just the skills and talent he has in creating just the most gorgeous things and the most, I, I don't want to say creepy, uh, weird, uh, strange, freakish. I don't know what, what the right adjective is, but there's just a, a mood about this one that feels harkens back to like the early like universal monster movies which i know he holds a you know close to his heart it you know there were so many moments there because i had just you know recently watched you know the original the wolfman and it's you know those movies are so short and tight and just economy and i looked at this and i feel like he's taken that the heart of those old classic monster movies and just just brought them to life in color and I'm thrilled to see this cast. I'd been wondering what Bradley Cooper had been up to. The last thing I saw him in was that, you know, star is born thing, which feels like that was like five years ago. So I was really excited to see him in this. I know he's been doing guardians of the galaxy stuff, but I'm excited to see him on screen again with the rest of this cast. I just hope that I can get out to a theater to see it because of COVID. I, you know, that's one that I feel like the rich, the luxurious look of this film, I would like to see on a big screen. I saw this movie already when it was called The Shape of Water. <laughs> and it looks exactly the same. And Guillermo needs to change up his aesthetic. It looked exactly the same. And then Richard Jenkins was in the trailer and I was like, and there it is. There it is. The Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> now, I love The Shape of Water. I've seen it f several times. I love that movie. This one, I think my my criticism is of the trailer, not necessarily the movie. Mm -hmm. I couldn't quite tell what the movie was. There's no dialogue. There's like just a weird laugh from Kate Blanchett. I wanted to get a better sense. It just felt like spliced moments all jumbled together with a beautiful backdrop and i wanted to get i wanted to care just about someone or something okay yeah that's a really interesting uh comment and i wonder you, how much they are counting on uh that sense of like 1947 nostalgia like it, to to kind of entice you that that this is a property that exists i like i i don't i, I I kind of share your your feeling there. Like this, this mm -hmm. feels like more of an homage trailer mm -hmm. to something else mm -hmm. um, than necessarily a storytelling trailer of its own. I don't know. Have you have either of you seen the the original the no. Golding film? Um, it, Tyrone pa Power played the character that that um, um, I've already forgotten his name. Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Your Bradley best, Cooper's your best be friend. Playing. Yeah, my best friend that I've never met yet. I'll send him a card. Um, and so, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of what comes of it. But I, I think that's a that's a good trailer criticism and, you know, gross. I still think it looks really, really good uh, just because it's beautiful. I also found it to be a very white cast. Did I see any people of color or any diversity amongst the many, many, many people we saw? Where's Ron Perlman from? Like this question. Well, I don't know. Is, where's, you know you've got the bearded lady, the dog boy, or whatever you've got in there. I mean, there's your diversity. I, yeah. I, no, I just, I, I, oh, yes. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. No, don't don't look at the cast list. I shan't. <laughs> that, will, that will confirm exactly yes. what you're thinking. Um, so, all right. 
Well, that's that's Nightmare Alley. It, it's coming 2021, it says. And so that means in the U.S., uh, 17 December, wide release. Uh, but everybody else, except for Argentina and Slovakia, which get a December 2nd release, uh, go Argentina and Slovakia. Everybody else gets it after the new year in January. So that's what I got. Well, you know what film has diversity? <laughs> Right? Yes. Should I, can I just sing? Should, do you want to sing your entire discussion? Mm-hmm. Can I just? Sure. I want to be in America. Mm. I chose Steven Spielberg's long anticipated West Side Story remake. Tonight, tonight, the world is full of light. This is my first time in New York City. I want to be happy here. I want to make a life at home. Are you ready? Tonight is about family. The first gringo boy who smiles at you. I never seen you before. I'm not Puerto Rican. Is that okay? Do you want to start World War III? It looks good, but I am such a loyal lover of the original that I feel like, why? The original holds up to perfection, and there really didn't seem to be a reason to do this other than to cast people of the correct ethnicities, which I'm all for, because the last one had George Shakiris and you know, heavy yeah. makeup and, you know, not, maybe not the most politically correct Natalie Wood, et cetera. But I will see it because it's a musical and it's colorful and it's splashy and I'm all about musicals, but I don't have high hopes. Do you guys? Wow. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you because I, I agree. It's like a gorgeous reconstruction of the original. And I thought... Okay, what is your draw? Because if you're trying to bring this to a younger audience, okay, so, all right, you've got your cast and you've got your Ansel Elgort. Okay, that'll bring in the the teens or whatever. But then it's still set in the 60s, something that is, for most of them, uh, you know, generations ago, are they going to relate to this? Why not update the setting? You know, if if we're going to tackle these issues of race, why not put it in a current contemporary context? Can we adapt this to that? No, we'll stick it in the nostalgia, you know, filled era that Spielberg wants it in. And I think exactly then why? Because the the original stands up so well, and I think any you could grab any teenager that loves musicals, sit them down with the original, and they're going to be enthralled with it. And I think Spielberg set himself up on a huge challenge of how do you do better than that? I don't know that you can. It's going to be too easy for people to pick this one apart because it's just not necessary. It's a movie about Klieg lights and lens flare, and occasionally there are actors that yes. come in and out of the frame. <laughs> It is so showing off his terms. (laughs) It's so over the top, Steven Spielberg. It it is like it's like he read a review uh, lauding all of the Spielberg visual tropes and said, "Well, if they like that, (laughs) I can I can give them that." There's a girl in a red coat wandering around. (laughs) Right. I think I might be Schindler's List joke. (laughs) Yes. I I feel like I I don't know I might be a little bit more uh, optimistic about the experience of the movie because he is an exceptionally competent filmmaker and I love the music but I'm absolutely with you the thing that I think I, I fear most for this movie is that it's actually a really well done movie that no one cares about mm-hmm. right that mm-hmm. no one no one picks it apart because they won't bother with it and that that I think is 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 maybe a worse fear than having people actually see it and criticize it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the timing is rough. I think the yeah. pandemic did some terrible things for delays. I think it's just, it's going to, I worry that it's going to suffer from a thousand paper cuts. So um, it certainly has some brilliant source material to work with. And that ain't nothing. Well, I want to be on that film board if there is one. Promise yeah. me now. Oh, sure. Right. right. 
Where? Uh, when is it coming? I think December. And I'm assuming I, I, I think, I think it's a Christmas December 10th. Christmassy time. Okay. Yeah. Dece- yeah. December 10th. It hits the U.S., but it does start opening December 8th in France. It's that that big weekend. Uh, 8th through the 16th is what we have so far. All right. Let's play a game. Games. I, uh, as the only host of the Saturday matinee who wields such editing power that he has in the past cut an entire game segment because he brought a game that was too tragic. I introduce a new game for you both. Okay. <laughs> it's called Name That Crew. Name That Crew. Uh, I We started talking about uh, shows that have gone over 200 episodes. And it turns out there are a lot of them. It does not take very long uh, in in terms of just straight years to hit 200 episodes and then cruise right by it. So I started thinking, what are some of the most popular shows that might have been in our collective history and see how much we remember by doing a speed round of Name That Crew? Let's start with something like Happy Days. Happy Days ran from 1974 to 1984 on the ABC television network. It has 250 episodes. Uh, In this game, I might say, Steve, how many characters or actors can you name (laughs) from Happy Days, principal cast of Happy Days? And you might say... I don't know how many I can do. (laughs) All right. How many people, Steve, do you think you could name uh, from uh, the principal cast of Happy Days? Oh, and the principal. And I'm giving you both character or actor in case you can't remember their name, but you can remember who played them. Yeah, I'm probably going to say six. Six. All right. Mandy, can you beat six? Nine. Oh, (gasps) okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't. What do you okay. say to me, Steve? What do you say? I say, name that crew. Name yes. that crew. All right. Okay. <laughs> Henry Winkler. Yes. Uh, Ron Howard. Yes. Marion Ross. Wow. Tom Bosley. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Aaron Moran. Mm-hmm. Okay. Donnie Most. Mm-hmm. Anson Williams. Okay. Pat Morita. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Right? Yeah. Scott Bayo. Mm-hmm. Scott Bayo. I can't. And then believe... eventually Ted McGinley, which, as yeah. we know. No, we don't need to do that. Yeah. I can't believe how ably you handled that show. Ca- this was supposed cast. to be our demo yes. yeah. run, and you named every performer. Yeah. That was extraordinary. Thank you. S- Steve, I don't Steve know what. Steve just wet his pants. Yeah, I just, he's like, I, I thought, oh, she'll switch back between cast and character names. No, because I, I know what she's doing in the back of her mind. She's like, Sunday, Monday, happy day. And just looking at the names coming up on the screen is the credits play back in her head. Outstanding. So that wow. is how the game works. And I'm Wait, so excited. No, she gets a that point for that. Absolutely get a point. She totally Not gets only a... that, you get nine points. Get... Yeah, I do. <laughs> Yeah, I do. From Boston. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Steve. Y- yes. Uh, wait, no, I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, actually, go, I think Mandy gets start, to start, start bidding because she won yeah. this next one. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is outstanding. Uh, <laughs> this is a show that has run uh, quite a bit longer and, in fact, is still running. It started in 1989 on the Fox Television Network, 32 seasons, 706 episodes. Of course, I'm talking about The, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Okay. <laughs> and Mandy, how many uh how many can can you name of the principal, Simpsons? It, they have to be principal. It can't just be like somebody did an episode. That's not right. fair, right? No guest stars. Right. So, yeah, right. No guest stars. I'll say six. Starting with six, Steve. Oh, I could probably do ten. Name that crew. So with this, you have to go with characters because if you go with the cast, you're limited to like three people doing a bazillion yeah. voices. Right. So, I mean, because then you have to, so you, Mandy, six, I mean, the family's got five in them because you've got Homer and <laughs> I Marge. was thinking of actors' names. Oh, see, Steve. I'm not yes. cheap. Yeah, okay. She's, she's well, trying oh, to be a purist. Well, the so she's going to be, she's going to name the actors and then she's going to be like, well, he, those five those five characters, that's one person. He only gets one point for that. Because uh, it's because you've got Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie, and then you've got Mr. Burns, and you've got Smithers, and you've got Ned Flanders, and you've got Rod and Todd Flanders, and then you've got 
got Apu, and then you've got Comic oh, Book Guy, and then you've got Millhouse, then you've got uh, Mo, Superintendent Mo? Chalmers, and you've got my favoriteest character ever, Ralph Wiggum. I could just keep going mm-hmm. and going. You could. You got fifteen. Yeah. yeah no. We, yeah. That was. I, I don't know. I don't know from. I don't know what the judges say to. Going over really showboating like that, but <laughs> I, uh, I picked a number. You. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say twenty yeah. and then fall short. So, yeah, no, that's that was yeah. that was obscene. What we just witnessed, but <laughs> I'm I'm grateful for your participation. Okay, okay. Now, now Mandy's going to one up me by saying, "Okay, here are the people that voice all of those characters." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. Uh, it, yeah, it, pretty much. Yeah, the the biggest surprise in the Simpsons experience for me is that out of um, what? How many did I say? Seven hundred and thirty-one episodes. Seven hundred and thirty-one episodes. Hank Azaria has only been in seven hundred twenty of them. <laughs> what happened in those other eleven episodes where Hank Azaria was, was locked out? I don't know. The next one that we are talking about is another one of my all-time favorites. Uh, it is. It introduced me to uh, primetime alcohol. I'm talking about. Cheers, 1982. Uh, Cheers ran on NBC from 1982 to 1993. 271 glorious episodes. Cheers. Where would you like to start the bidding, Steve? I will start the bidding at seven. Seven for Cheers. I'll say eight. Eight? Steve, can you best eight? I will say name that crew. Okay. Sam Malone. Played by Ted Danson. The cutter just doubled down on everything. Diane Chambers, played by Shelley Long. Carla Tortelli, played by Rhea Perlman. Mm-hmm. Norm George Went. Cliff John Ratzenberger. Woody Woody Harrelson. Coach, and I can't remember his name. Rebecca Howe, played by Kirstie Alley. Uh, her snooty British boyfriend, played by Roger Rees. Oh. Nick Tortelli, played by Dan Hedaya. Uh, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that? Yeah. You, That's great. You, Fraser. Yeah, there you Fraser go. Fraser Crane. Yeah. There you go. Kelsey okay. Grammer. Yep. That's okay. right. There's 11. All right. Oh. Outstanding boss round. Wow. And that name is Nicholas Colasanto as yeah. coach, which was, remember when he passed. Uh, outstanding wow. round for cheers. The big Ooh. question is. Where do you stand on the follow-up? That's right. The Cheers spinoff takes us straight into Seattle with Frasier. A little bit smaller cast uh, on Frasier. Frasier ran is from Steve 19- Googling? I'm checking my list. Was Fra- is Frasier on there for more than... I, I shouldn't doubt... 200 and, but I, 264 I, really? episodes. Because I it scrolled... Ran from 1990, okay. 1993 to 2004. I, I, so that's a, a solid 11-year. All right, because I, I looked at the list and I was skimming through looking for trends, patterns, and I did not remember Frasier being on there because I have not watched Frasier. Oh. I know the cast, though. I don't know character names, but I, I know who's on the show. Outstanding. A bit well, this will it be a, a, small, a real it is a run. small cast. Yes, it's a small uh, cast. All right. So, uh, that Mandy, you won the last round. How would you like the bit? Uh, I will say... I mean, I know my Fraser. Yeah, so. I have a feeling. <laughs> so this yeah. is a this is a, a handicap. Is that She's what we're just going to just dunk this, this I, in I my mean, face. I could, say ten, I could do ten. <laughs> ten. Yeah. <laughs> There's not ten characters on that wow. show. But go ahead. Yeah, well, I would be going. Yeah. You know, I would be. Yeah. All right. Go name name, name that crew. Go ahead. Am name, I doing it? You got to name those yeah. ten. Okay, so Fraser, Niles, Daphne, uh, Eddie the dog. <laughs> Martin Crane, uh, my favorite personal character, Bulldog, played by Dan Butler. Dan Butler, right? Roz, um, the uh, oh god, he's Kenny, the the station manager. My husband loves Kenny for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Lilith appears many, many times, and Frederick, his son, appears many times, and I did it right. Yes, you That's did. Ten. Wow, that yeah. was that was aces. That yeah. that was aces. I don't. I'm not. I don't know what I expected, but k- hitting ten. I noticed you didn't do any actors' names. 
on that one. I so, feel like it slows the process, but I could. No, it's okay. I just want to. I just want to know it was noticed that you're okay for the benefit of us. Maybe <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that was that was it. Let's see, Steve. I I'm hoping, I'm hoping this one gives you a chance to come back a little bit. We'll, we'll see. All right. The show ran from 1993 to 2002 on the Fox television network with 202 episodes. Okay. I'm talking, of course, about the X-Files. Negative eight. <laughs> every, every one you get right, Steve, Mandy forgets an entire okay. show. That's, that's uh-huh. fine. No, that's yeah, actually this is it's it's in the genes of the family because my oldest in college made sure to take her. I want to believe poster with her and his and was scouring the used bookstores for those X file episode guides that came out. Oh, yes. So can I say name that crew? Yes. <laughs> okay. <Sure. laughs> you can't you can't do one. I could do two. She could do two. Okay. Then I could right. do. Okay. So two. Steve? This one's challenging because there's some that I'm going to have trouble with names because they don't always have names. They have titles, you know? Right. I will, Which is also okay. How many points down am I? 30? It, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's 30 to 15 right now. <laughs> Can you okay. name 15? Uh, no, but I could probably get to... I could probably get to nine. I'm going to go with nine. Steve. Steve. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Because you've got... Mm. You've got, got my counting fingers ready. Okay. Okay. We've got Mulder and we've got Scully. And then you've got uh, Cigarette Smoking Man. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, Rat rat Boy. Oh, he's the he's the FBI snitch guy. Crycheck. Got Crycheck in there. Oh. You have um, Skinner. Okay, I got Skinner. Okay, and then I've got, oh, okay, so this is one of my challenges. Does it count? Because I don't think they're, I think only one of them is ever given in, no? Okay, you got Byers, Frohickey, <laughs> and the third guy in The Lone Gunman. I can't remember his name, the bald guy, or not the, the blonde guy. I know there's Byers, Frohickey, and, because I would say Lone Gunman to give me the three points, but the I don't know that he has a name, and it's it's probably there in the in there. But uh, now, does do recurring recurring characters count that are only in a couple episodes? Because we've got some story arcs, and I'm trying to think of who those characters are. What am I at? I'm at seven. I need two more on the yeah. X Files. I got I feel like we could walk away and live our lives and come back, and he would still be talking it out. Oh, I probably yeah. would. <laughs> I, I probably. I was wondering who he was arguing with a minute nice. ago, but right. it's okay. Talking We're it doing out. fine. Just talking it out. We're doing fine. Um, okay, so then you have um, Special Agent Spender, who's actually Cigarette Smoking Man's son. It's in the later mm-hmm. later seasons, and then we have. Uh, oh gosh, then I could switch over to actors because we have uh, I believe Mimi Rogers comes in in the later seasons as an FBI agent and so does yeah. um, the guy from Terminator 2 and I can't think of his name because I'm blanking. Say, that's a nice bike. <laughs> Robert Patrick. Yes. Robert there we Patrick. go. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm trying to think if there's another. Oh, uh Oh, see, I can't remember that. He said nine. Yeah. He said nine. Now he's showboating. No, 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 because you gave me that ninth one mostly. So, okay. No, we're All good. Right. I, was okay, to, well, I was trying to. Well do it done. On my own. Okay. Well done. <laughs> that was Smoke an outstanding is out of his show. It, it is I because he I haven't thought about great. that. I could talk about episodes, I could talk about, you know, different you know, monsters on the show and all that stuff. Uh, I think that was fantastic. Let's do, I've got, oh, Deep Throat. I, I've got there was three a character more. called got, Deep Throat and there's, there we go. Mr. Deep X. Throat, there we course. go. Okay. Done. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, it doesn't count after we've stopped recording, Steve. So, okay. Right. Uh, let's do this one. This one's going to be rough. I think it is a show that uh, I'm, we're in the middle of rewatching right now. It absolutely holds up over the years. It did, run of course from 1994 to 2004 with 236 episodes i'm talking about friends and for this one i don't care about principal cast you want all the guests you can guess however many you absolutely however many you want and i'm going to do my best to keep up because i have a feeling that this will be more of a collaborative and i'm okay we go back and forth yeah we can go back and forth yeah 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 all right. There we go. Ladies first. I will say Kathleen Turner as Chandler's dad. Uh, okay. 
it's funny. I was just <laughs> flipping through <laughs> and came across an episode, and I totally forgot that Reese Witherspoon was on as Rachel's sister. Christina Applegate was on as her other sister. Oh, that's right. And Brad Pitt was on as ex-boyfriend or no, schoolmate. School Will from, from, from high school. Will from, Will high, from high, high school. school. Yes. Yep. Right. Uh, Morgan Fairchild as Chandler's mom. Paul Rudd as one of Phoebe's boyfriends. Thomas Lennon as Joey's hand twin. Yes. <laughs> uh, Michael Rappaport as another one of Phoebe's friends and a cop whose name I can't remember. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gary. Gary. Wow. Okay. Tom Selleck as Richard. Yes. Oh, yeah. Elle McPherson as the roommate. Janine. Okay. <laughs> um, Michael Vartan as Richard's handsome son. Oh, yes. Also an eye doctor. <laughs> I noticed neither of you, you're going with only deep cuts to demonstrate your prowess, Those are the I guess. first that are coming to mind, because I'm like, yeah. what else? What? Maggie Wheeler is Janice. I know there's a lot more, but it has been probably 10 years oh, since I've watched Friends. You're about to see something real <laughs> Yeah, special. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> let, her, let her rip, because I haven't seen an episode. I haven't watched it in at least eight years, if that. So go Okay, I go can't forth. remember this actress's name, but she's got big bug eyes, and she's very skinny, and she played Ross's college girlfriend. Like, he was a professor, and she... She was uh, Elizabeth, the, the college girlfriend, and mm-hmm. Bruce Willis was her dad, Paul. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Um, Christina Pickles and Elliot Gould as Monica and Ross's parents. Okay. Marlo Thomas as Rachel's mom. I don't remember mm-hmm. the actor who oh, played yeah. Rachel's dad. Adam Goldberg as Crazy Eddie, the roommate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming back. Earlier seasons. There's Trigger. There's Mr. Hankel. Rachel's boss, Joanna, that Chandler went on a date with, but she had gunk in her eyes. And then there was Rachel's boss, played by Joanna Gleason, who didn't give Rachel any attention. So Rachel took up smoking to go outside with her. And then there was the guy, Mark, who came in between Rachel and Ross in the beginning. And then there was the copy shop girl. And then there was okay, Paget Brewster. Now you're just as- naming characters. How about like... Now I got one. Terry Garris, Phoebe's mom. There we go. There you go. So there we characters go. Characters with names. Pat, okay. Paget Brewster as yes. Kathy, okay. who came between yes. Chandler yep. and yes. Joey. Right. Um, okay. Danny DeVito as the stripper. Outstanding. Oh, John, John Lovitz as the food critic when Monica's starting her restaurant. And then again as a bad date for oh, Rachel. John Favreau as Monica's boyfriend yes. that get the billionaire that gets into mixed martial arts fighting. Pete That's Becker. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Standing. Mm-hmm. What we're missing a main one? Giovanni Rabisi, y'all. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. Frank and Deborah Buffet, Jr. <laughs> and Deborah Joe Rupp. Yeah. Yep. All right. And Marcel well, the Monkey. You don't get those. Yes. Points. All right. And that's, Marcel the Monkey. Right. Okay. All right. So that was a chance for uh, Mandy to remember friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Uh, if you ever need fun. me, I'll be there for you. <laughs> Noted. And nobody named the principal cast. That was well, crazy to me. Well, you said not me. to. I'm not. You said not no. No, I said you can't include uh, the non principal uh, oh, cast. I thought you said not I thought to. You said not oh, to, so, no. Because that's easy. Yeah. Who needs that? Yeah. All right, whatever. Here we go. Uh, that was that was the game. Name that crew. Uh, and happy 200 episodes to all of these fantastic shows now that they're all canceled. Housekeeping? I say that every single time on the next reel, and I think Andy cuts it every single time, but I'm editing this show, so I say with abandon, ladies and gentlemen, housekeeping! The next reel just kicked off its 10th anniversary season. It's going to be a fun year. Actually, it already is a fun year. We're in the middle of a fun year looking at women-directed films over the course of 10 unique series. We're still uh, rocking our uh, uh, horror debut series. Uh, It is really fun. You got to watch The Lure and then come hear us talk about it. You need your mermaid horror Polish musicals. You need them in your life. And this is the where to start. Uh, so if you want to vote on next week's list challenge, head over to the Show Talk channel in the Discord community right there and you can cast your vote if you're not a member yet. But you want to become one? You can do that at thenextreel.com slash membership. Most it'll cost you is five bucks a month. Members get access to live streams as we record, early access to shows in your very personal bespoke 
Joke podcast feed just for you. Uh, access to all of our super secret member channels in Discord. Bonus episodes. So many bonus episodes. My God, with the bonus episodes, there are a lot of them. And you know what? We've got stickers. we got stickers. Occasionally, I throw them in the mail and I just send them to you. That's that kind of a thing. Uh, we also have this Letterbox page. You should be on Letterbox if you're going to truck with the next reel. You should go over and set up your Letterbox account. And if you love it, you can get a discount because the people of Letterboxd have set us up with a code. It says next reel, just the words next reel. I don't know why they left off the, but they did. And it's a, it's a splinter for me. I'm always thinking about it, but it's just next reel. When you check out, it saves you 20% when you upgrade to a pro or patron account. They're great people doing great work, creating a social media site for us, movie lovers. You should be there. Uh, and it, we're just wrapping up our annual questionnaire. If you haven't gotten your answer in to the questionnaire, you should do it. Head over to the next reel. Uh, and on all the pages is a button that says, hey, complete our annual questionnaire. And when you do that, uh, you're helping us learn more about what you love to do uh, about listening to podcasts. I don't I mean, you might like bike rides in a sunset. I don't care as much about that. I just want to know about your relationship with podcasts and uh, how you feel about the show and help us shape it to make it better. TrueStory.fm slash satmat and uh, you can see the big questionnaire button. Fill it out. One lucky listener who fills out the questionnaire will get to pick one of our upcoming member bonus episodes. It's it's a massive perk. It's a, it'll give you, it'll raise all the little hairs on the back of your neck. That's, that's the kind of perk that it is. And now, the list. After last week. Yeah, thanks for all the me dead animals. Myself. Yes, I was like, I killed yeah. the animals, now I get to save the animals. That's right. So we're talking about uh, Save the Cat. Uh, this is from uh, uh, Anna Lily Amanpour's movie, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. What do you do? You know this movie, you guys? I've heard of it. It's always been on my list of things to see. So yeah. I've not seen it yet. It's, it is another, it's a beautiful one and stark. And uh, we're talking about the Save the Cat moment. Now, Save the Cat, we've talked about Save the Cat. We've talked about them. But do you, do, do you have a good sense of where Save the Cat comes from? Mm-hmm. Yes. Who can educate our fair listeners on Save the Cat? Steve. Blake Snyder's book to give you the template to write the perfect screenplay. He sure did. Very controversial book because it became real, real popular. And then all the movies were perfect screenplays, he says in heavy air quotes. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, when you, when you hear people say, Hey, all these movies are exactly the same. That is the reason why, because they're usually all built on the, the 15, uh, beats yes. from, uh, Blake's, uh, uh, save the cat book. Now, uh, Blake passed away in 2004, I think. And so, you know, we don't complain too much about that, but. It is, it is definitely a thing in Hollywood to save the cat. And there have been a number of tropes that have jumped off of save the cat. The thing, the act, the action that happens where the protagonist does a thing that reminds the audience, Hey, you need to care about that guy, right? Or that girl. You need to care about them. They're doing good stuff. They're saving a cat. And so that's what we're talking about, uh, tonight. Save the cat moments, uh, in film. Uh, and that means, Steve, mm-hmm. you get to go first. Yes. So I was looking at literally saving the cat. I was looking at metaphorically saving the cat. And for me, when I think of save the cat, I, I often think of this device is used when you've got a character that's morally in a gray area. So you've got somebody that you would think this isn't a good person. But when you have that save the cat moment, you say, oh, there's something good about this person. So now I'm willing to follow this horrible criminal along with his story because I know, oh, he's good at heart. He did something. So I I looked into this and I was racking my brain. I thought, you know what? No, this is easy as ABC. This is this is easy as ABC, because first, when you're part of a team, It's important to make sure that no one gets left behind. A good leader goes back no matter how dangerous the situation. And even though this moment is actually near the end of the film, Saving Jonesy shows us what kind of person Ripley is in 1979's Alien. Literally saving Jonesy the the cat. And it's a steal. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the literal saving the wow. cat. Literal saving Luckily, the- I have two of those on <laughs> wow. my <Okay>. list. <laughs> La di da. Uh, well done, Steve. All right. That means I get to go next. All right. Uh, well, it is not as good a moment as Alien, and it's entirely purposeless. Literally saving the cat in 1978, Superman flies out of the sky <laughs> and saves a cat from a tree for a little girl. 
because we needed more reasons to root for right. Superman as a good guy. Morally right. ambiguous yeah. Superman. Yes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I think that was from, I don't know if that was in the original theatrical release. I think it might have been from just the TV, uh, the three-hour TV cut oh, it could uh, be. Yeah. Of, of that. But it, it is still a nonsense addition to a Superman yes. movie. Mandy, what do you got? We know my brain works differently, so I did not go literal. Okay. That's And the good. first thing that popped into my mind was like, in these teen movies, in the 80s and 90s, Sometimes these teens weren't, you know, you they were a little selfish or a little bratty or very self-involved. And then sometimes they gave their underwear to a guy <laughs> who needed it so that he could feel validated and popular. I, of course, am talking about 16 Candles. <laughs> yes, you are. Because that took her out of her own, like, yes. BS. Yes. Is that a yeah. Save the Cat moment? No, like I, she thought of somebody else? And sure. Oh, I, I think that's definitely one because it different, definitely puts her in a, a different light because it's... Right. She, she, she stops being selfish. Solid. Yeah, she's doing Ted yeah. Solid. Yeah. She stopped being selfish there. Excellent. Okay, so right. I'm winning so far. Okay, okay. sure. <laughs> Outstanding. Steve. So sometimes a colleague at work can be really hard to get along with and to work with. And sometimes we feel like we're saddled with like this horrible problem. But when the rest of the department starts bad-mouthing your partner, making threats, you can choose to do one of two things. You can stay silent, complicit, let that go on. Or you can speak up and defend your partner by calling everyone out and standing up for the cat. I mean, the outcast. I mean, the orc in 2017's Bright, when you are Will Smith as a policeman with your orcish partner. I never watched that. You never watched that movie. I know Mandy's no. never seen I don't even seen... know some of the words you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. It, it keeps coming up. It's one of those where Netflix is feeling really oh, obstinate and, about the fact uh, that I have not watched that sure, movie. I, I think you may be one of the few people that will like it as much as I do because a lot of people are yeah. like, yeah, it's not good. I really Yeah, enjoyed, I know you're talking to Pete and not yes, me, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. as okay. soon as I said orc, it was just like, boop. There you go. Yep. One of the... I switched to a screensaver of <laughs> <Yes>. me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, my my next film, um, this one, I I think it was it was one of those movies that I'm it was it's a comedy movie. I'm sure it was made in uh, large part both as a sort of self-referential joke. Uh, it is definitely a play on other movies, vengeance action movies uh, as a trope. This one is 100 percent dedicated to literally saving the cat. I'm talking about Key and Peele's film, Keanu, which is vastly better than you think it is. I laughed so hard in this movie right. uh, and because of all of the turns. That cat is fantastic actor, Keanu. Adding it to my letterboxed watch list now because I remember <laughs> it. And I remember it. And it's one of these things on Satman where I'll be yeah. like, I need to remember to watch that. And so I'm going to put it on my... It was a trailer pick. Yeah. And it is a it is a worthy one for just that kind of that kind of mood. And both of those guys, I think both of those, those guys are inter incredibly funny oh, actors. Yeah. And it is a movie that deals with uh, race and code switching and um, all kinds of, of much bigger issues than you would think about uh, mm -hmm. in a movie like this. It, it's essentially the credits to the other guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mandy, what do you got? Number two. Sometimes people think if I were to pick up a hooker and bang her, that I'm not the nicest guy. But then if I offer to pay her a lot more for her time and I buy her all new clothes and I take her to fancy dinners, that's really nice. And I have saved the cat, and I won't make P-word jokes. I'm talking about Pretty Woman. Of course you are. Of course. <laughs> of yeah. course you are. Yeah. Oh. Is there, is there, what is the defining moment where we realize that he is actually a better guy than you think? Is it when he pays the prostitute? Well, I think he, I, I mean, it's later in the movie when he attacks yeah. Jason Alexander yeah. for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I think so. And he, it, but, and then I also like Hector Elizondo turns out to be so darling in that movie, but I yeah. know he's not the lead and it had to be like the protagonist right. of the movie, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Not just like a nice guy. That's right. the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So okay. that's my answer. Awesome. Have you watched the awesome. Netflix series, the movies that made us their episode about Pretty Woman? No. 
check it out. It's really, really interesting to see how that movie came to be at what it was. Uh, they talk mm -hmm. about the R rating. They talk about Gary Marshall and his whole approach to shooting because Jason Alexander's like, I, there's no way this is going to be good. This is, this is a horrible nightmare. This is a disaster. It's very, very intriguing to see the behind the scenes oh, wow. story of how that came together. Highly recommend. Oh, Thank you. All right. All right. So, you. sure, you run a shady business and you operate sort of maybe a little bit outside the law and you may bribe officials occasionally and you perhaps take money under the table. But beneath that coarse cigarette smoking exterior is a soft heart. And how do I know? Because I saw you. I saw you tell that young man to place a bet on 22. And when he won, told him, keep it there. I saw you give that knowing look to the man at your roulette table. And after that, uh, that young man had enough money to get tickets to get him and his girlfriend out of Casablanca. Curse wow. you, Steve. <laughs> Another steal? Yes. Oh, God. Steve and I have seen all the same damn movies. <laughs> It's, Ugh, it's that's where it Steve. starts. I gotta Everything say, goes back like, to I Casablanca. want Steve to narrate my life. I I just like <laughs> it thoroughly enjoyed the drama and the the voice quality. Thank that you. Was wonderful. Uh, my next one. I have I have no fancy intro, but I it is a a show tie in. The show tie in is to the Marvel Movie Minute. Oh, okay. uh, this season, season four. If you haven't heard the the uh, our our friends uh, Matthew and Andy are covering Thor. Um, and in Thor, we have a variant of a save the cat moment. That is what uh, has come to be known as the pet the dog moment. Are you familiar with petting the dog? It sounds like a euphemism. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Mm -hmm. This is a, the moment where you give the antagonist something that, or an antagonist or a complex character, something to do that gives you, the audience, a sliver of hope for this character. That they're complicated, but they might be redeemable. Okay. And in this scene in the movie Thor, Loki, who has heretofore been a complicated character, right? He goes and he, he lets Lofi, the frost giant evildoer father mm -hmm. of his, into Asgard to kill Odin while he is comatose, but Loki then kills uh, Laufey before he can kill Odin, his adopted father, and and then is embraced by his mother, and he attempts to uh, get away from Thor. Thor sees them. It is a complicated moment that gives a bit of redemption to Loki very early in his Marvel Cinematic Universe play and i think it ties directly to the love that people have for or that fans have for loki all the way to the the recent show uh it is a just a really well-written dramatic super shakespearean moment uh that uh i'm going to insert as a pet the dog version of save the cat there you go okay thor who knew not me <laughs> mandy your play on the dark world Go ahead. <laughs> well, this one was just very convenient because I was watching a movie with Casey, my son. Mm -hmm. He had never seen it. And I know this ain't a steal and you guys are going to be like, what? But picture an orphanage, hundreds of little boys lining up for their gruel. One little boy has the nerve to go up to the awful, evil orphanage guy, Mr. Bumble, and say, Please, sir, can I have some more? And he does this because Oliver is a brave, innocent, kind soul in Oliver, the musical of Oliver Twist. And did, did Casey look up at you and say, Mom, is that a save the cat moment? <laughs> he did, yes. He did? Yeah, 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 yeah. He actually, guys, he, he really, really liked it. I thought it might yeah. be a little too slow. Yeah. I forgot how many... Bangers are oh. in Oliver. <laughs> yes. Papa, it's a fine oh, yeah. life. Like yeah. it's full of fun, With upbeat a songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, consider yourself. He was into it. Good awesome, time. that's great. Yeah, and and that is a list of our sometimes literal, sometimes more on the nose for the concept uh, films that involve saving cats and save the cat. I, I think we did. I, I think we did a fair job well here. Done. A fair job. I would see almost all of these movies. No, I would see all of these movies. Okay. <laughs> On reflection, I would see all of these movies. I'm glad you gave it some thought. Yes. Yeah, I had to really step, take a step back. 
We are talking next week about uh, the the Baba Duke. 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 Where do you stand on the Baba Duke? Steve, you love the Baba I have Duke. not seen the Baba You love Duke. it. No, I've not. No, I, Mandy, not, big fan. You and Casey watched I the Baba Duke. You were just having a stroke. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> I don't know what Baba Duke is. All right. Both of you have to go watch the Baba Duke. It is a movie. It's a horror movie, and it wears its metaphor heavily uh, around its neck. Heavily. It is a much more fun movie to talk about after you've seen it than it, I think it is even to watch it. Although it's it's uh, quite a good movie. I like it. I don't like it as much as, you know, a lot of people, but it was good. Uh, anyway, we are talking about that next week. Uh, members voted already uh, on the, the uh, show options in there, and they chose... <laughs> <laughs> this seems really mean after you've seen the movie, what they chose. Incredibly annoying or very needy kids. Who would you, why, why would you pick that? Know. You know who picked that? Not parents. No. <laughs> right. Or, or parents. Let's well, maybe be parents. honest. Some days. Maybe parents. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Incredibly annoying or very needy kids. Fortunately, the field is vast. Uh, I think, for uh, annoying kids in movies. Thankfully, good luck, team. Next week, who's going to be doing it next week? Uh, we've got Rob is hosting with Kyle Olsen and Mandy Fabian. Ooh. At least we keep a run of Mandy's on the show every week. That's that's going to be the important part, I think. That is so. contractually obligated now. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Right now, uh, the next poll is live. It's uh, for The Lure, directed by Agnieszka Simoshnika from 2015. Uh, the 50 film. 50? The 50. No, it's the fifth film. Somebody fostered my script. It is the <laughs> fifth film in the next Reels Horror debut series. If you want to vote, head over to the Show Talk channel in your Discord server. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Mandy, always, always, always a pleasure. Back at ya. Oh, Steve, you were here too. Wow. Oh! <laughs> I see. There it is. He All just of this failed. stays in. Steve just hung up on wow. Zoom because of things, but that's okay. We love him yeah. anyway. Uh, all right. Well, then I guess again, Mandy, bye. I'll see you later. Bye, Pete. And, and I'll say you. on behalf of Steve. Bye, Steve. Hondo. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.